0: All right, y'all, welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast. So today, I'm bringing you so much value that you might not even realize you need. I have Erica Aege, she is a systems coach. If you don't know what systems you have in your business or if you can't come to mind with them right now, you probably need some work. And I say that knowing that I thought I had some systems in place. The content that this girl is putting out that she's providing, literally mind blown. I watched like three IG. TVs and I was like okay I need to bring this to more people more people need to know this because early stage entrepreneurs if you can get a system in place from the get-go your life is going to be so much easier long-term entrepreneurs, small businesses. If y'all don't have a system in place, she's gonna make your life easier. So I'm so excited to bring her to y'all today, get some basics, maybe some fun tips if she feels like sharing, and just so much more that you can do with these. So my dear, if you could just tell us your story, how you got here, tell me the good stuff.
1: Oh man, that was such a really, really great intro. Thank you for that, first off. But um, yeah, so I like to tell people my journey has been kind of long to get here. I actually went to school initially as a social worker, decided that I didn't want to do it anymore after. Trying, giving it a try and got into being in office administration, and that led to me being involved with teams and being the one having to review business tools and having to be the one to set up processes and procedures for offices for big corporations. So I ended up falling in love with it that way and kind of realized like, hey, I can offer this for smaller business owners and see the impact in that way, which I really loved more because the social worker in me loves building relationships and getting to do it on a smaller level allows me to be able to see the impact right then and there instead of, you know, forever down the line when you're working in big corporate. Corporation. So that's how I got to be a um, social, I'm um, systems, I'm sorry, systems coach. Um,
0: But yeah. That's so exciting though for you to have started in one thing and moved to another. And that just really speaks to if something isn't serving you or if you want to try something else or if your heart's just not in something, you can literally change at any point. Like we get so exactly. trapped into, well, I went to school for this. Like, I almost did. Like, I went to school. I got two degrees. I loved my college education. I had a great time. But bam, I do not use them at all. (laughs) And I came out of it not obsessing that I had to use it. I assumed that I'd be able to apply four years of practical college skills elsewhere. And I have been, but some people get so stuck in, well, I went to school I'm in all of this debt. I have to do something in this field, even if maybe it hasn't felt good for a long time, but you were too committed. So I think that that's a good point that, yes, you were in this other field, but now you're here and you're using those skills the way you do now. And I just think that's so important that we can shift. We can do new things. Exactly. Uh, So definitely, if you want to break down just kind of like, what is a system in terms of what you do for a business? Some people might have an idea. I have a vague idea just of what I've applied in mine and what others, but there's always probably more pieces because if I had all the pieces, you know, things would probably be more streamlined. So like, what is a typical system that you're looking to build for people? Yeah, so I like to tell people systems
1: are like the overall like areas that you have in your business. So most of the time people think of systems as like tools or some sort of process. But in reality, systems are just like your content marketing, your um, social media, you know, social media marketing, your lead generation, your client management you know, area. So it's just these huge areas. That's what systems are. And the way to get them more streamlined is to start thinking about your processes and procedures. A process is just a step-by-step breakdown of how you'll achieve a goal in that area. So if you're trying to get better at your lead generation, you wouldn't say, I need to get better at my lead generation. If you did that, somebody will be like, okay, but how are you going to get better at your lead generation? Then you would say, I would do step one, two, three, four, and five to get better at my lead generation every week. That's a process. And then when you go to procedures... It's broken down even further. It tells you what happens in between step one through five. It gives you all the nitty gritty details of how you're going to actually achieve that goal. So that's like the small summary of that to get the initial breakdown. But yeah, systems are very huge. And if you want to get them streamlined, you got to start looking in between
0: at what's actually going on. Yeah, so I was totally wrong on my <laughs> thought of what a system was. Yep, nope, okay. I wouldn't have thought that they were so big. I would have thought that the step by step would be that system. So that but that makes sense because you're gonna have all of the different things that you're working on. And then those are systems in and of themselves. It's not just right. like one giant it seems way less overwhelming. Yeah, right. Exactly. When
1: you think about it that way, you go at it that way, it's way less overwhelming to try to fix if you look at it in one area at a time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Wow. That that alone feels so much better to, because like when I'm looking at my business, I'm seeing all of those things as part of it. And every single one of those things, I should just be breaking down more and looking into, and then it wouldn't be like, I have to do 18 million things to accomplish (laughs) everything at once. So that's brilliant. We're here for brilliance. So when you start working with your new clients, what is the biggest component of that system as we've now defined it as missing? Is it having processes, procedures, even know what what they are? Like what is the missing link in their flow system? So what
1: I noticed that people, tend to not do is that they don't actually really know what their problem is. Sometimes they kind of have some sort of idea, but they haven't really sat down with themselves to be like, okay, what's really going on? So the first thing that I always tell everybody to do, even if you don't work with me, you kind of want to try to see if you can figure this out on your own is to actually question and audit what you have currently going on in that business area that you're trying to improve. Because truthfully, if you don't audit what's happening, you really don't have a clue what's actually messing up because you could think, hey, I have a sales problem. And in reality, it might be you're just not talking to enough leads. Um, but if you don't actually look at it, look at evaluate what's happening, then you might miss that and you might be trying to put a do a create a solution for an area that is actually not going to be impacted by the solution that you're deciding to create so always question and audit what you currently have going on in your business before you try to fix any area
0: that is a good point Uh, If you don't know what your problem is, it's it's real hard to fix it. And definitely, do you see that more with like the solo entrepreneur trying to do everything or? with like teams who just aren't communicating, this person thinks they're doing that and so on and so forth. Like, are you working with mainly that individual client or like you said, you'd worked with like big companies. Are you working with like huge teams at that point? Are you just managing accordingly?
1: So when I was working um, in corporate, this it honestly can happen no matter what size the company is. If there's either some communication mishap with within the department, it can happen. But even when the person is working solo, it can also happen where you kind of overlook what problem, actual problems you might be having. And the reason that is, is because people get in the habit of just doing, going and doing without really stopping to reflect on what's going on. So normally, when I have meetings with people, I'm just basically forcing them to sit with themselves and be like hey this let's actually talk about what's going on in your business but I've seen it from big teams to you know solopreneurs as well it can be a problem that affects everybody.
0: So what does a good system like what does a well-oiled machine sort of look like in that is it does it all connect I guess if if it's all working in flow what does that usually look like? Okay so I'll go
1: from in the terms of like, you know, a solopreneur. If your business is running like a well-owned machine, everything should connect. And the way that I tell people to look at it is, what's your overall business objective? So for me, mine is helping You know, coaches and service providers learn how to use systems and automations to save them hours every week. So everything that I do in my business, from podcast interviews to um, how I do day-to-day operations to how I reach out to people, it's all with that goal in in mind. So when you're thinking about streamlining all the areas of your business, ask yourself, how is this helping me meet my overall business goal? The main reason that I went into business in the first place. And if something isn't helping you go towards that, then you probably need to rework on um, that area of your business because that means you're you're going in the wrong direction.
0: Do you see a lot of like entrepreneurs like realizing this about their systems and then just starting to outsource some of those things? Like I've I have finally my five, like started like letting go of some of the control like with automation i am outsourcing some of my content creating like for emails and stuff do you recommend that to some extent as a way of managing your system so it's less overwhelming if someone is outsourcing what they're not great at does that help with the system yeah, it does help. But I do tell people that before
1: you even start to outsource, before you even bring on VAs or social media managers or any of that stuff, you gotta sit with yourself and actually know what's going on with your business. And the reason why I say that is because solopreneurs tend to like not think of themselves as CEOs. Um, they kind of just start their business and then somewhere along the line, they have team members and then <laughs> they're in this elevated position of actually being a CEO, having to manage people, but they haven't actually thought about what goes into actually managing those people, which is also a process in itself. Um, but you know, the growth that happens when you become a CEO and having to manage a team is very different than you just managing yourself. Um, and so I tell people all the time before you hire people, or even if you've already hired people and you haven't thought about this, go back and think about what you really want them to do. Because I was on teams where even when I first started working online and I was just doing like administrative work, I was working for people who had absolutely no clue what they wanted to do with me. And if they had have actually sat down and thought about, Hey, what do I want to give up? What can I trust somebody to take over for me? Then they probably would have been able to structure their time with me better. I wouldn't have wasted my time, they wouldn't have wasted their time, and everything would have been more efficient. So when you're getting ready to hire somebody on, definitely think about how that looks in your business and what you want them to take over.
0: Yes, that is so important. I, since I started, I made it, like, I wanted to know how to do everything in my business so that I could explain it to someone else. And I just am awful at email automation. Like it doesn't even make sense to me at all how any of it works. I tried, it didn't work, but I can write the emails and then give them to someone who was good at email automation because it was just literally taking me this girl it took her it took her like 20 minutes to do what i had been trying to do for eight hours googling and i was just like i can't i was just like nope i have to pass it off to somebody else
1: yeah but i (laughs) didn't
0: do that for so long because i was like i don't know because i didn't know how to tell someone else how to do it but now that i'm like oh she already knows how to do the email thing i just have to give it to her and then she made makes me forms it gives me the links and it's perfect it's it's perfect mm-hmm. but I could I could technically do it if she dropped off the planet and I guess there was no one else on Instagram who could do an email automation for me I could do it but, right so and I the- so I know but getting someone else in is stressful
1: no and that's the thing that I tell people you don't have to like Actually, like, know how to do what they're doing. You just need to have an idea of how you like to do it. So, the whole point of like documenting your process and documenting what she's doing. Because you know you like it that way if you, like you said, if something happens to her and you can't work with her anymore and when you get ready to go work with somebody else that does email management, you can say, this is how I like my emails to be sent. And you you still don't have to do it, but you can tell them how you like it to be done and how you've seen success from doing it that way. You get what I'm
0: saying? Yes, that's so... That's so important. I'm like a hyper detailed person. So I just like write down everything. So in theory, my husband could probably pick up part of my business because I'd just be like, just read all these notes. Read people these notes. It's fine. Which I think is important if you're if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to scale. If your right. goal is to eventually scale, and I don't know what I'll <clears throat> scale my business into one day for now. I'm happy with it being a small group of people that I'm working with. But if you have the hopes to scale and you don't have systems in place when you're small, I feel like it's gonna be that much harder to try and expand. Exactly. And the reason why I always push this on people
1: and tell them like, hey, I know you're small now, but you still need to document, is because you're right. Like how you said my husband could probably take over half of my business. That is the goal. That's the whole goal of having systems and processes and procedures documented. Because what happened to me last year when I first got into this space is I ended up having to have an emergency surgery and I didn't have any of my stuff documented to where I could be like hey can you take over for me for this for like a month or two while I'm out I could have outsourced it to somebody else but because I had nothing documented I ended up losing clients because I could not work for two months and I was like I just don't want that to happen to anybody else always be somewhat prepared that life might happen and you might not be able to work in your business and what are you going to do? Absolutely. And
0: while we're talking about life happening, like COVID, nobody, nobody, I don't think realistically could have prepared for COVID. How did, how did it affect like you, your clients? For me, COVID with my business was good-ish. I had more time to work on it and make those systems that I didn't have in place, have Most of your clients or have you gotten a lot of new clients of businesses being, oh, crap, we have actually no idea how to move into an online space, how to pivot. How how has it been for you? How has it been for the people you're working with?
1: Yeah. So for me, actually funny thing is I, I was a VA first when I got into the online space and I was in the process of pivoting into this full time systems full time because I, I just had decided I had enough and I wanted to be able to teach all my knowledge to people. So I was in the process of pivoting and I was like, oh shoot. People aren't going to want to, like, invest in this right now. Um, And so, like, what can I do? Um, And so I decided to work with the coach, really focus on getting it together, and I kind of got all my services and stuff together within, like, two months and just hit the ground running full on, basically. And I got like an influx of people in like June and July being like, yeah, absolutely. I need to get this stuff done. I'm trying to pivot. I'm trying to do all, make all these changes. Um, And I realized there's some weak point in my business. So I need someone to help me with some structure. And I was like, okay, cool. Perfect. Let's do it. So the main thing I've seen people realize and take away from COVID is that they need to have a plan and they need to be prepared. Because again, like I said, you know, being a business owner kind of comes with the task of having to make hard decisions, sometimes very fast. And if you can at least have somewhat of an idea of what you want to do or what you need to do, and if an emergency arises, it takes away some of the stress.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. At the beginning of COVID, I don't think anyone in my life's life is the same as it was beginning of COVID. I most did. of most of my entrepreneur friends either had to pivot, change, provide new services. My friends that had regular jobs, like some of them are still furloughed. Some just lost their jobs entirely, like COVID changed everything. But I also love that the group of people I know always try to do more and find new things. So yeah, that pivot so many people, amazing pivots, the crazy changes that people have gone through. I'm just I'm always here for it. So I love that you're just like we hit the ground running, influx, people investing in themselves because we realize that literally nothing <laughs> things can change overnight. Right. Nothing is promised at all. <laughs> So, I've definitely really tried to bring that home in every single one of these podcast episodes, in all of my content, some like the services that people need to better themselves are out there and so getting getting them in front of people like I wish I could have had you for like everyone I know earlier this summer or even just for me goodness I wish I had figured out like systems from someone who was well trained instead of me being like well I just watched like 40 YouTube videos and read like (laughs) 18 books and I just did another program so let's just hope for the best so you're providing something that's so fabulous and I want to hear more More about what your built out system program is, kind of like what your coaching is, like what's, what can people get when they're working with you?
1: So I kind of have two options and it really is dependent on the person. My build out is like a VIP like day with me where the person literally is all I focus on for the entire day. And I have kind of taken my long term service and squeezed it into one day of getting their systems outlined and their business tools and automation set up. And the reason why I did that is because I noticed that people tend to drag out decisions when it comes to making um, choices on business tools. They get busy and they put it off, which is the thing that people do with systems anyway, because they feel like it's not important. But it really is one of the most important aspects of business is to have it together. So I'm like, no, I'm going to make you sit here and we're going to figure this out in a day so that it can help you maximize your time the rest of the month because what i noticed is my clients got the most bang for their buck in those first 2 weeks of working with me they had they saw the biggest transformation they saw how much time they were saving. And I was like, okay, well, what if I could do this in a day? And then I found out that, yeah, this is totally a thing that people do. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So that's what my build out VIP day is. But I do have options for people who don't want to move that fast, who want to have somebody on their team longer term. And that's for the person who just kind of wants to have guidance along the way longer term. They don't necessarily need a quick setup. Um, They just want somebody who can really consult them and coach them on what their next steps in their business needs to be and how it can affect their operations. So working with me, basically, I tell people is just be prepared to learn because I just like I'm talking to you right now, sharing all this stuff. That's how I talk with my clients. I want them to know what they're doing and how they should run their business when they leave me. I don't want any questions to be left unanswered because I feel like everybody needs to know how they need to operate their business.
0: Absolutely. And y'all, you don't even understand how much like value that she is just providing, like not just on here, but I'm going to have her Instagram linked. Y'all need to watch her series. Just, just, just sit down, Netflix binge them, if that's too hard, watch a video a day, take notes, I did. There's so much value that's out there and for any, any of my entrepreneur ladies and my husband, we're listening to this, like having a system in place for whatever you're doing is so important because in this time, like thinking about all of those components of like content creation, lead generation, thinking them as their own system is such a weight almost off my shoulders. Like I feel like I can just get off here and I have all these procedures pretty much and processes already written down and I can just put them in different places and see them as separate. If you could feel like that, like this, oh, I can breathe. And it's your business is not super overwhelming because your business is super overwhelming right now. Because you don't have a system, this is your girl. She will help.
1: (laughs) Right. That's what I tell people. What you said, honestly, is really what I love to tell people that they're going to get out of this because I'm not good promising, like, oh, yeah, you're going to make a 10K month. Like, yeah, that probably will come if you save time um, doing just like mundane work in the background or save hours from having to Google or YouTube how to do something. That'll happen. But what I'm really offering to people when I'm helping them with their systems. And stuff is really, I'm giving you the freedom and flexibility to do whatever you want to do in your business because now you know what you're doing. (laughs) You got some structure. If you get off track, you can come back to it and you have more time to spend doing enjoying life. Because I know I did it myself, and I know a lot of other entrepreneurs do it where they just work. Nonstop on their business. They don't think they have time for anything else in their life. Their business is their baby. Everything else, relationships, marriages, all that stuff, just falls to the wayside because they're only working on their business. And if I can show you how to cut some hours off every single day, then why not? Preach,
0: girl! I like just calling me out. I have definitely in because I used to be in network marketing, and I did not have a good system in place back in the day for that. And there was literally nothing else. I did nothing else with my life except work that business. I don't bless my husband being really, really patient and supportive (laughs) with me always being on my phone. And even now I have set work hours pretty much like, I work from home, but I gave myself business hours. That was one of the first systems in a way that I put in place where I'm like, I'm not right. answering emails before this time because like, I don't need to. I'm in a I'm in a good time zone where I'm like, it's maybe too early for them anyway. It's fine. right? And then after a certain point in the day, I'm like, the world is probably not on fire. Like no one's having, ideally, no one is having a financial crisis that needs right. me like, to talk them down from like not spending money on something because they're trying to get debt free. Like for me, there's no world ending email that can't wait until the next day. And that was really hard (laughs) to implement. It is, I swear. I feel you on it. I do. Not being available 24 hours a day, but like still wanting to be like the very best for your business. I'm like, not even Target is really open 24 hours a day. Right. <laughs> if Target's not open 24 hours a day, I don't have to be open 24 hours a day. Exactly. <laughs> and if somebody's about to tell me where there's a 24 hour Target, that's cool too. I need that. <laughs> uh, so if you could go back and sit down with like 17, 18-year-old you, what do you think is a piece of advice that you would give your younger self?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think I would tell myself to, one, stop second-guessing what I do. I, you know, I know I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted to do when I was younger, and I let other people, you know, tell me that I couldn't do it or convince me that I needed to have some sort of backup plan, which I think backup plans are good and all, but like sometimes you just kind of have to follow your instincts on what you want to do. I kind of listened to what my parents wanted, and it resulted in me going to school, getting a degree that I'm not even using right now, that I'm not even working in. And sometimes your parents mean well, but other times you kind of just have to stand up for yourself and say, you know, I actually want to try this. I actually want to pursue this. And the world's so different than how it was when our parents were growing up that we have a lot more opportunities at our fingertips. And so, you know, what might not have been possible necessarily for them is more possible for people in our generation. And I think if you can take a chance on it, why not? But be smart about it. (laughs) That's the older me talking. Be smart about it, but also
0: take a chance. That's so true. I saw a meme the other day. And then I felt really old because I was alive when we had flip phones and the internet cost money. And if you hit the internet button, you're like, you were just frantically trying to close it. So you wouldn't rack up like a hundred dollars just to like connect to the internet. And now I like run a business. Like if I didn't have my laptop, I would still be fine. It would be mildly more annoying to do everything with my smartphone but I could I could run everything from my phone and my parents were the parents who were like the internet's gonna be a phase so (laughs) that has not held up at all just I think that I think that often we didn't have internet my whole life growing up because my mom was just like it's gonna go away it's gonna it's just gonna fade out like it's not it's not gonna be important Yeah. Well, 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 let me say what but I definitely think that's so important to trust yourself and because right. I feel like I grew up where we were we were told a lot that we could do whatever we wanted, but we were only shown so many things. Like, there were only so Great. many good careers when I was growing. Like, right. be a doctor. Be a teacher. Nobody told me about any of these other things. It was always just the normal. And kids these days, there are TikTokers who are like 15. They get a million freaking dollars. Oh my god, right. Nobody's (laughs) gonna tell them that you can't be a TikTok. Like that's not a thing. Like if I had kids now, like there's there wouldn't be a well you can't make money with the internet. Be like, well you can it's your choice if you're not right. So exactly. So I think the choice and the options we have available are so freaking awesome because we can connect to so many, so many people. Right. I, it's it's nuts. It's the coolest thing. Like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna get less giddy about the fact that like social media lets me talk to people in other countries on a regular basis. Right. Me too. I love it. I love that part of it. I'm like all my Australian friends are I'm just like, we will probably never meet, but we talk a lot, you're super exciting and cool. And that would not have been possible when I was in my teenage years. It just wouldn't have been. It really wouldn't have, I agree. So I always, I love that. And we just take chances, keep going, second guess yourself if you have to, but eventually most of us come back to the things that we loved in the first place. (laughs) Exactly, come back to it. That's why I said, I was like, I feel like I've gone like full circle
1: (laughs) almost in my like short career span. I've gone full circle.
0: Yeah, it's so exciting. And I think the journey is important, but I think we just need to trust ourselves that there is more opportunity. There's more opportunity available to us than has ever been. Even in the middle of a global pandemic, there's never been more opportunity to create for yourself, to help other people, to do all these things. And to all of my younger audience on here, like if you're like 18 to 23, you can do literally freaking anything.
1: Literally anything. (laughs) Nothing is, like, off limits. Like,
0: some of you might go to Mars one day. You might have a midlife crisis and be like, I'm gonna fly to Mars. That's gonna be a thing when you're that old. Just saying. (laughs) All right, so I have enjoyed this so much, and I always love to kind of ask this question. This is how I use the podcast to keep track of what's going on in the year because it's September. There's less raging forest fires now, but Hurricane Sally just hit Florida and she like took out, she took out like a bridge that's been there since like 1931. Like she just, Hurricane Sally hit a bridge. I don't know what's happening with the rest of the world right now. So if you're listening to this in 2021, glad we made it. Hope we make it. Right. Every, every month is is this new exciting obstacle course of experiences. But we've it's made it this Jumanji. far. It's like <laughs> Jumanji. I swear. It is. We are we are on that next level. Like I'm at this point. I'm just too stubborn to not make it to the end of 2020. Like no matter what happens, I'm like, I'm gonna get through this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna make T-shirts and say I survived 2020. Oh my gosh, that's a good idea. I'm gonna like make a merch line because that's all I think all the times. It's going to be like, I survived, but I can't start printing them until then because I'm not trying to jump the gun. Right. (laughs) But what are you most looking forward to for the rest of the chaos that is this year, what we got left? Oh my gosh.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to serving more people for sure. And I honestly, I love the latter part of the year anyway, because I love all the holidays. Um, They're probably going to be very different this year, but I love all of the holidays. So I'm looking forward to like the leaves changing colors and Thanksgiving and Christmas, all of it. I'm looking forward to that for sure.
0: I'm very like torn about my fall feelings. So I like run in the morning and being able to run not at 5 o'clock in the morning, because that's the only, like, acceptable temperature. Sounds really cool, but the fact that that acceptable temperature might be the high for the day, I'm not really here for that yet. Mm -hmm. I'm really, I am a summer person all the way through, but... It's my first fall in Nashville, so I'm kind of excited to see how pretty Tennessee looks with the changing leaves. Tennessee's so gorgeous in the fall. Oh, it really
1: is. I'm biased because I live down in Georgia, but I like I've driven through Tennessee
0: in the fall. It's so gorgeous. I'm super I'm excited. We moved like right at the beginning of December last year. So it was it was winter. We moved, it was winter. (laughs) So I'm excited to have the whole seasons of all of it. And you know, just to put more exciting things in place. Um, I will have all of the info for how people can find you in the show notes. I'll probably link my favorite IGTVs that you did directly here. It'll have your website. That way people can find you, work with you, get all of the fun things. And if you just want to close us out with some final thoughts, the floor is yours thoughts,
1: guys final thoughts whatever you do just sit down and question and audit your business don't try to do everything at once just focus on one area at a time and also don't be afraid to reach out to somebody for help there are tons of business coaches and different types of people out here that can help you and support you in getting where you want to in your business so don't be afraid to actually ask for help absolutely
0: all there are no stupid questions right people are here to support you never think a coach isn't here to support you this is what they love to do if they wouldn't if they didn't love what they were doing they wouldn't be a coach end of story
1: end of story
0: (laughs) thank you so much for hanging out with me today thank you so much for having me